Hi, welcome to the podcast that narrates the translated Mahabharat, public domain translation obtained from sacredtexts.com. Kindly excuse errors in pronunciation on my part. Section 46 Sauti said, Jaratkaru, hearing all this, became excessively dejected. And from sorrow, he spoke unto those pitras in words obstructed by tears. Jaratkaru said, Ye are even my fathers and grandfathers gone before me. Therefore, tell me what I must do for your welfare. I am that sinful son of yours, Jaratkaru. Punish me for my sinful deeds, a wretch that I am. The Pitras replied, saying, O son, by good luck, you have arrived at this spot in course of your rambles. O Brahman, why have you not taken a wife? Jaratkaru said, O Pitras, this desire has always existed in my heart that I would with vital seed drawn up, carry this body to the other world. My mind has been possessed with the idea that I would not take a wife. But you, grandsires, having seen you hanging like birds, I have diverted my mind from the Brahmacharya mode of life. I will truly do what you like. I will certainly marry, if ever I meet with a maiden of my own name. I shall accept her who, bestowing herself of her own accord, will be as aims unto me, and whom I shall not have to maintain. I shall marry if I get such a one, otherwise I shall not. This is the truth, ye grandsires. And the offspring that will be begot upon her shall be your salvation. And ye pitras of mine, you shall live forever in blessedness and without fear. Sauti continued. The Muni, having said so unto the Pitras, wandered over the earth again. And O Shanak, being old, he obtained no wife. And he grieved much that he was not successful. But directed as before by his ancestors, he continued the search. And going into the forest, he wept loudly in great grief. And having gone into the forest, the wise one, moved by the desire of doing good to his ancestors, said, I will ask for a bride, distinctly repeating these words thrice. And he said, Whatever creatures I hear, noble and immobile, so whoever there be that are invisible, Hear my words. My ancestors, afflicted with grief, have directed me that I am to engage in the most severe penances, saying, Marry thou for the acquisition of a son. O yea, being directed by my ancestors, I am roaming in poverty and sorrow over the wide world for wedding a maiden that I may obtain as alms. Let that creature 
amongst those I have addressed who has a daughter bestow on me that I am roaming far and near. Such a bride is of the same name with me to be bestowed on me as arms and whom besides I shall not maintain. O bestow on me. Then those snakes that had been set upon Jaratkaru's track, ascertaining his inclination, gave information to Vasuki. And the king of the snakes, hearing their words, took with him that maiden decked with ornaments and went into the forest unto that rishi. And O Brahman, Vasuki, the king of the snakes, having gone there, offered that maiden as arms unto that high-souled rishi. But the rishi did not at once accept her. And the rishi, thinking her not to be of the same name with himself, and seeing that the question of her maintenance also was unsettled, reflected for a few moments, hesitating to accept her. And then, O son of Bhrigu, he asked Vasuki the maiden's name, and also said unto him, I shall not maintain her. Section 47 Sauti said, Then Vasavki spake unto the Rishi Jaratkaru these words, O best of Brahmans, this maiden is of the same name with thee. She is my sister and has ascetic merit. I will maintain your wife, except her. O you of ascetic wealth, I shall protect her with all my ability. And O for most of the Munis, she has been read by me for you. The Rishi replied, This is agreed between us that I shall not maintain her, and she shall not do aught that I do not like. If she do, I leave her. Sati continued, When the snake had promised, saying, I shall maintain my sister, Jaratkaru then went to the snake's house. Then that first of mantra-knowing Brahmans, observing rigid vows, that virtuous and veteran ascetic, took her hand presented to him according to Shastric rites. And taking his bride with him, adored by the great Rishi, he entered the delightful chamber set apart for him by the king of the snakes. In that chamber was a bedstead covered with very valuable coverlets, and Jaratkaru lived there with his wife. And the excellent Rishi made an agreement with his wife, saying, Nothing must ever be done or said by you that is against my liking. And in case of thy doing any such thing, I will leave you and no longer continue to stay in your house. Bear in mind these words that, you, that have been spoken by me. And the sister of the king of the snakes, in great anxiety and grieving exceedingly, spoke unto him, saying, Be it so. And be and moved by the desire of doing good to her relatives, that damsel of unsullied reputation began to attend upon her lord with the wakefulness of a dog and the timidity of a deer and knowledge of signs possessed by the crow. And one day after the menstrual period, the sister of Vasaki, having purified herself by a bath according to custom, approached her lord, the great Muni, and thereupon she conceived. And the embryo was like unto a flame of fire 
possessed of great energy and resplendent as fire itself and it grew like the moon in the bright fortnight and one day within a short time jaratkaru of great fame placing his head on the lap of his wife slept looking like one fatigued and as he was sleeping the sun entered his chambers in western mountain and was about to set and o brahman as the day was fading she the excellent sister of vasuki became thoughtful fearing the loss of her husband's virtue and she thought what should i do now shall i wake my husband or not he is exacting and punctilious in his religious duties how can i act as not to offend him the alternatives are his anger and the loss of virtue of a virtuous man the loss of virtue i ween is the greater of the two evils again if i wake him he will be angry but if twilight passes away without his prayers being said he shall certainly sustain loss of virtue and having resolved at last the sweet speeched saratkaru the sister of vasuki spake softly unto that rishi resplendent with ascetic penances and lying prostrate like a flame of fire o thou of great good fortune awake the sun is setting o thou of rigid vows o illustrious one do your evening prayer after purifying yourself with water and uttering the name of vishnu the time for the evening sacrifice has come twilight o lord is even now gently covering the western side the illustrious jaratkaru of great ascetic merit thus addressed spake unto his wife these words his upper lip quivering in anger o amiable one of the naga race you have insulted me i shall no longer abide with thee but shall go where i came from o thou of beautiful thighs i believe in my heart that the sun has no power to set in the usual time if i am asleep an insulted person should never live where he is met with the insult far less should i a virtuous person or those that are like me zaratkaru the sister of vasaki thus addressed by her lord began to quake with terror and she spake unto him saying o brahman i have not waked thee from desire of insult but i have done it so that thy virtue may not sustain any loss the rishi jaratkaru great in ascetic merit possessed with anger and desirous of forsaking his spouse thus addressed speak unto his wife saying o thou fair one never have i spoken a falsehood therefore go i shall this was also settled between ourselves o amiable one i have passed the time happily with you and o fair one tell your brother when i am gone that i have left you and upon my going away it behooves you not to grieve for me thus addressed jaratkaru the fair sister of vasuki of faultless features filled with anxiety and sorrow having mustered sufficient courage and patience through her heart though her heart was still quaking then spake unto rishi jaratkaru her words were obstructed with tears and her face was pale with fear the palms of her hands were joined together and her eyes were bathed in tears and she said it behoveth thee not to leave me without a fault thou treadest over the path of virtue i too have been in the same path with heart fixed on the good of my relatives o best of brahmans 
the object for which I was bestowed on thee has not been accomplished yet. Unfortunate that I am, what shall Vasaki say unto me? O excellent one, the offspring desired of of my of by my relatives, afflicted by a mother's curse, does not yet appear. The welfare of my relatives depends on the acquisition of offspring from you. And in order that my connection with you may not be fruitless, O illustrious Brahman, moved by the desire of doing good to my race, do I entreat thee. O excellent one, high soul thou art, so why shall thou leave me who am faultless? This is what is not just clear to me. Thus addressed, the Muni of great ascetic merit spake unto his wife Jaratkaru these words that were proper and suitable to the occasion. And he said, O fortunate one, the being thou hast conceived, even like unto Agni himself, is a rishi of highly of rishi of soul highly virtuous and a master of the Vedas in their branches. Having said so, the Rishi Jarat Karu of virtuous soul went away, his heart firmly fixed on practicing again the severest of penances.